0: Hey guys, welcome back. Well, today I felt like it would be a good time to talk about when to start dating. <laughs> this one's a doozy, right? Because you think, oh, you know, my kids need a, uh, a dad. Guys, I have to tell you, if I could save you from anything, if you want to save yourself a lot of heartache please take my advice don't date dating's a trap dating is a trap but I don't mean like don't ever date you know that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is is if you are pursuing your calling if you're pursuing the purpose as to why you know, God placed you on the earth and you're having some iffy situation, you don't know really what to do, or maybe you do know what to do and you're already there and you're already pursuing it. If you're in pursuit, your husband's going to find you because the one thing that you don't want is to find your husband in a place of lack. Lack. Because if you find your husband in a place of lack, what you're inevitably doing is you will prolong your survival season. And we don't have time for that, okay? You were in survival, maybe you're still in survival, and you just want to get up out of it. You want to get up out of debt, you want to get up out of... um you know, this job that's barely paying you enough to even, you know, make ends meet. You're living paycheck to paycheck. Now the car messed up. Now you're trying to figure out how you're going to do that. You got a ticket and they're, you know, um, suspending your registration or your license. And you have all of these financial issues, yet you're trying to date. Does that make sense? Right. Make it make sense. Right. So for us, we can't be doing all that. We need to make sure that we have the ability to date with our mind, heart, and spirit. And it's all the same thing, right, with our entire being. And if we're not already walking in our purpose, what you're going to end up finding is another guy who is also walking in lack, who isn't living out his purpose, or is living out his purpose, but he's still working out some of the kinks. And if he's still working out some of the kinks and he doesn't have money coming in, this is a guy who's living on survival. So the relationship isn't going to be as great because now a lot of how he's feeling, you know, guys, a man's identity is wrapped in his ability to provide. And if he is unable to provide, he'll blame you. If he doesn't blame you, he will have issues with depression and also blame you for other things. You have to understand that a lack of wealth is spiritual warfare or a mental issue. I know you don't want to hear it like that, but that I have to break it down to what it is. If you lack of wealth is spiritual warfare or a mental issue. There's an issue happening within the mind, and it's not going to help if you continue to date this guy, okay? It's not going to help if you try to date a guy like the one that I'm mentioning, and you're also trying to pursue your dreams. Why? Because you're going to have to coddle him. You're going to have to baby him. You will have to, and if you have children, tack this one baby man child along with the rest of your children. Okay? And he no longer uses BBs and pacifiers and, you know, bottles. He uses liquor. He uses cigarettes. He uses, uh, marijuana. And occasional, maybe will occasionally snort coke, or will occasionally lace his his weed up, or will occasionally pop some pills. Or, another pacifier that I've seen um, men with mental issues use is women. And a man will pacify himself with different women. I once heard a man tell me, I cannot get aroused to the same woman more than once in that one day. It was a belief that he had. And I know for a fact that this was a cause of his mommy issues. Mommy issues will leave a man real messed up. And then you're dealing with the consequences of it. And his finances will show that he is incapable of going the extra mile. Why? Because he absolutely needs for him to mentally keep going. He absolutely needs to um, He absolutely needs to get his drink on. He has to get his pack of cigarettes or tobacco right? Some guys roll it. He has to get his, you know, medicine, dike, quote unquote, marijuana. Some guys use Coke. That's even worse. Because the Coke addiction, forget about it. And then, or some guys, you know, pop mollies. Some guys be on lean. That's even worse. Liquor, and cough syrup, Jesus, you guys, seriously. Come on, come on, let's talk about it. Because the reason why we are perishing is because people have a lack of knowledge and nobody is talking about it. Don't nobody want to talk about it. Because it's all about what you have um, that's working. And you don't realize it's not working until someone puts a mirror to your face and tells you, I've been there, I've done that. And know that's not going to work for you. As a matter of fact, this is what's going to do for you instead. So, if you're having issues with that guy, don't. Do not. Um, if you're having issues in your own finances, do not introduce a guy into your life. This is not somebody, oh, and then you want to tell him your whole sob story. Don't do that. Don't do that. You're not a puppy begging. And if you are under the misconception that you need to have a sex buddy in order to even make it, guys, like you have an itch, you need to fast because having sex is spiritual, um, warfare. What does that mean, spiritual warfare? If you are having sex and you're not married, that is what's causing your poverty. That's what's causing your poverty. Because God is the spirit of wealth. God is the spirit of wealth. The streets of heaven are not made out of asphalt. The streets of heaven are made out of gold the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof okay he owns a cattle the cattle on a thousand hills that's wealth to own an animal you know how much an animal is it's almost as much as a car a horse forget about it and for us to attract God and for us to, you know, get God's favor, because one thing about it is the man that God curses, no man can bless. And the man that God blesses, no man can curse. And people be like, man, what is going on? I have a curse on my life. <laughs> Someone's doing witchcraft on me. No, boo, it's, nobody's doing witchcraft on you except you. You're not following the things that the Bible's telling you to do and not to do. So what's end up, what's happening in your life is a manifestation of a curse. And curses always show up in your bank account. What didn't you do? You didn't pay your tithe and offering? Psh, that's the biggest curse. Listen, that is the biggest curse that you could possibly have on your life. That is the biggest curse you could possibly have on your life. It'll leave you so bankrupt, owing God. Let me tell you what happened to me. So there's a scripture in the Bible that says to give, to put um, basically a tenth of your earnings, of your first fruit, your firstborn, your first fruit, right? So that is um, when you get your paycheck on Friday, Thursday, whatever day you get paid, then you shave off the top 10%, okay, Um, meaning put them first, right? And then you make sure that you pay that in tithe and offering. What the preacher does with it, none of your concern, you know, because your higher posture was to give it to God. And if he's not doing the right thing, then the blood is on his, hand, his head, not on yours, okay? So then you pay the tithe and offering, okay? And then the Bible says that if whoever does this, he says, I will put out a blessing that you won't be able to hold, Okay? So for him to put out a blessing that you won't be able to hold, that's an overflow. That's an overflow. You know how much money you have to have in order for you not to be living paycheck to paycheck and be able to give to other people on top of paying your tithes and offering? Can I tell you that you not paying your tithes and offering can actually leave you bankrupt? Because you have to understand that an employer isn't the only one who gives you money. Um, when I first moved up to New York, I remember when I got um, I got some extra money back. I think it was through COVID and all of that. They gave extra stimulus checks and stuff, and I would take that money and I would donate it. I would donate the tenth, uh, the ten percent. I had to because I was scared. Right? I have an extreme fear of God. Um, And it's because of, you know, what, how he's taught me to have a fear of him and how he's taught me who he is. And so I had that fear and I gave it to tithe and offering. Okay. Then when I came up to New York, there was a man who by clockwork every Sunday, this man would give me $200, anywhere from a hundred to $200. One day I said, no, no, please don't give it to me and he said please don't take my blessing now on the upside and he did that for months i'm telling you he did that for months okay and then um fast forward a couple years uh, years later i got a large lump sum and i didn't pay the 10% from that large lump sum okay so what ended up happening um One of my cars broke down and then I couldn't pay the insurance. I couldn't pay. And then I got a ticket for having an insurance lapse. And then um, in New York, they suspend your registration if you don't have insurance. And for each day that you don't have insurance, they tax you. I want to say it's like $12 a day. My ticket for not having insurance for a little over 30 days came out to $490. Yeah on top of not having the insurance, on top of not being able to fix my car. And then, get this, the city came and um, impounded the car, a car that I just finished paying off earlier that year. They came and impounded the car because the registration on the car was suspended and that's why they impounded the car. Mind you, the next block over there was a car whose registration hadn't been renewed since 2021 and i got penalized and i wasn't able to get my car back because i didn't have the title to the car and after i paid it off they didn't send me the title right away or i was in the process of moving and they did send it and i never got the title so guess guess what guess who lost the car that I, that just got paid off. Can I tell you what that was a result of? That was a result of sowing greed. And we don't think about it like that, right? Not in the beginning, right? We're just thinking, oh, I just don't have the money to pay the tithes and offering. No, if you don't, listen, that tithes and offering needs to be first before you even pay the rent. Like, that's how serious it is. That's how serious it is. Your tithe and offering needs to go before paying the rent. It has to be the the first 10% of the first fruit. And if you don't have that first 10% paid off, then you're going to experience extreme poverty. You're going to, because you have to understand that God is the one who takes care of you, not your job. And I suffered. I suffered because... I should have paid my tithe and offering. And it was a couple of thousand dollars from the large lump sum that I received.
1: And I didn't get it.
0: And I, I didn't pay it. So for you to be with a man, right? One that isn't rooted in scripture, isn't rooted in the Bible. And if you're a new believer and you're just hopping over the fence, Uh, welcome, first and foremost. Gotta say hello. Just threw some balloons in the air for you and confetti. Hi, how are you? But if you are not with a man who's not rooted in the Bible, you have to understand that he's not rooted in love. He's not rooted in light. And that's what we're pursuing. We're pursuing um, our light to stay shining and not dimming our light. Because that's very important. When our light starts to dim, our body starts to get sick, and that's just science. That's just science. If your cells cannot communicate with each other, that's boom for you. You know what I'm saying? That's that's sayonara. You don't want to sayonara so early You're young, okay? So for you, if you want to continue on this dating journey with this man who isn't rooted, okay, he is like, imagine a little piece of paper. Right. And there's a tornado outside. And the tornado just, you know, swirling him around like the cow in a twister or like the house in a twister. But you, if you're rooted in the word, then what ends up happening in the word, meaning the word of God, scripture, Holy Bible, because this is not a religion thing. This is a spiritual law thing. And the Bible, the Bible says that it is the law of the spirit, which the spirit is the mind. Ephesians 4.23, the spirit is the mind. And if you're not rooted in, it doesn't matter. There's nothing going to be able to stop you. Even these principles even work for people that don't believe in God. Why? Because God is bound by his word and it's the law of the mind. It's the law of the mind. No matter how, which way you look at it, you're going to come to the same realization, of the same thing. And that's going to be the fact that it's the law of your mind and you can't get around it. You can't get around it. There's no way to get around it. You're going to still continue to experience extreme depression. Um, extreme issues with, you know, what mommy and daddy did to you back in the day, or what whoever so and so did to you back in the day, whatever trauma you had, you know, you're going to keep buying all your dogs. So you can have a 1000 dogs in your house, you know, and, and you don't realize the reason why you keep wanting dogs is really because all you're seeing in your mind, in your mind's eye is dogs, but you can't actively see them because you're not living in light. And since you're not living in light, there's nothing to illuminate that you have a whole bunch of doubt in your life. And the way that that translates is that it's doubt in you. So no, you don't want to be with a man who also is dealing with those things because you got to get over this hurdle. So what is the name of the game? The name of the game is to make sure that you find your husband within your calling He's going to be nestled, hidden in that calling, hidden in that calling. And the gift and the calling can never be withdrawn. You know what that means for you is that God is patient and he's patient your whole lifetime. Does that mean that some of the blessings, does that mean that you're going to continue to live in the curses that you've been living in all your life? Yes. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Absolutely. That's not going to, just because the gift and the calling can never be withdrawn doesn't mean that you're just going to live it up, you know, how I manifested $5 million without a job. No, absolutely not. Because what ends up happening is, if in the mind you're already, that, why do you think people that play the lottery win the money and then end up bankrupt later on? Why? Because the law of their mind, they're still living in the law of sin, and the law of sin is the law of lack. So in order for you to be able to live in the law of the mind, the way that the Bible puts it, then you have to be living in in love. That's in love for yourself. Is this going to hurt the God in me? And the God in you is your light, okay? Don't be a lover of meat. Don't be a lover of fermented drinks, any liquor, um, wines. Don't be a lover of those things. Did you know that having too much to drink actually shrinks your neurons and it diminishes your light same thing for um too much meat also diminishes your light same thing for too much sugar also diminishes your light having negative thoughts also shrinks your neurons how do i know all that because in order, why would the Bible say to love the Lord your God with all of your mind, heart, soul, and strength, right? And in him saying to do this, he's saying for you not to do a bunch of all these other things. So all those other things will then signify, if you're doing them, it signifies that you don't love God with all your mind, heart, soul, and strength. There's another scripture that says that um, if you love me. You will follow my instructions or you will follow my commands because these commands cannot be withdrawn because it's a decree. It's already in the Bible. This is a king's decree. There is no way for you to take it out. This is what he's decided and he will not repent. That's what the Bible says. So it's do or die. Right, And when you see yourself going through this demonic attack or um, negative mindset attack, what you need to do is you need to go back to the basics. And take inventory of everything you've had in your in your life, thank God for it, and then ask for more. And only think in that state. Don't think in the state of lack. The state of lack is a lie. How do I know that? Because the Bible says that Jesus paid for it all with his blood. Therefore, you have the opportunity to have everything you want according to his will. What is the will? The will is according to the reason why you were put on this earth. Why were you put on this earth? Because if you're trying to pursue something that you weren't put on this earth to do, it is going to be grind time. You don't have to grind. The Bible says that you don't have to do that. To wake up early and to go to sleep um, late in vain, you don't have to do that. For you to wake up early to work and go to sleep late in vain, you're not tapping into what God says he has for your life. Because the Bible says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So we can't possibly have um, the mindset of lack and the mindset of life in abundance I'll give it to you another way one day i um was walking and i had a vision on my right hand side i saw i saw the spirit of god i saw christ and then i on my left hand side i saw um i saw the spirit of death okay so What is the spirit of life? The spirit of life is Christ. The spirit of death is the the enemy, what the Bible calls Satan, what the Bible calls um, the devil, what the Bible calls Jezebel. Okay. And so, or what the Bible also calls the dog spirit. So, I saw this on my left hand side. It was just a dark hooded figure on my left hand side. What is that? That is the left and the right hemispheres of the brain, and the right hemisphere of the brain is responsible for um, for creative thought, for holistic thought. It's not really respons- it's not responsible for speech. Um, the left hand side, although God does speak. I have to say that. And a lot of the times he'll speak to you in scripture, but you got to be watch. You got to watch that. That's why you want to, you want to have spiritual discernment and spiritual discernment is to be able to see with your mind's eye, to be able to taste with your mind's eye, to be able to smell with your mind's eye, to be able to feel with your mind's eye, to be able to hear with your mind's eye because that's your spirit. So, In order for you to really be able to tell. Test the spirits. The Bible says test the spirits. There's nothing wrong with that. If you really, really want to know who it is that's talking, just test test it. Test it. And there is a story in the Bible of um, this guy that God, I think it was Gideon. God was calling him out to do something, to go into battle or something like that. And he said, okay, if you've really chosen me, I'm going to leave this feather. I think it was that he lost and I'm going to leave this here. And if the grass is wet and this is dry, then you're calling me. And so it happened. And then he's like, okay, okay. Well, if now I'm going to leave this feather and if the feather is wet, but the grass is dry, you're calling me. And then the next thing, the next day it happened again. And so If you want to test God out, test him out. He's faithful because he wants to, to be with you. He wants to be with you. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, what have I done that makes my people not want me? And it's so sad. It was such a, the first time I ever read that scripture, I cried. It's so sad to hear us rejecting God, you know, and we don't realize that us rejecting God is rejecting ourselves because that's where he lives. He lives in you, you know? And when I first found out that God was my imagination, oh my goodness. I I remember I just, it was the weirdest situation ever because I was like, man, I'm not doing this. (laughs) And I stopped worshiping out of nowhere. Like just completely cold turkey stopped worshiping that very same second. And later on, I, I look at that and I think, man, why did I do that? Why, what was I thinking? Why did I do that? I guess I felt like it was all for naught. I don't know. But the main point is that what you want to do and what you always want to do is make sure that whatever you do, you don't meet the a man in lack because the last thing you want to do is end up having babies by this man and then you have children in a wedlock of lack which is just going to bring more issues more issues in the relationship more issues and it's all the blame game from there he has no fault he has listen In being in a relationship for 14 years with a man who was dealing with all these issues, everything that I literally named to you, everything that I mentioned to you is all the things that I had to deal with with my ex-husband and dealing with not um, seeing child support payments come in for years, okay? I mean... The single mom is the modern-day widow and the orphan. Okay? The single mom and the the that mom's child is the modern-day widow and orphan. Why? Because that baby daddy is spiritually dead. He is mentally dead because he's stuck in the past, and nothing is his fault. Everything is your fault, okay? You don't have time for this when you're trying to pursue your dreams. And you could be more sane than him, but unfortunately, because you've stooped down to his level and you've allowed bad company to corrupt your good character and your good morals, now you are dealing with extreme lack. You're not just dealing with the lack you already had, but now you're dealing with his lack and now you're dealing with the lack of his offspring because he's not helping you. The daycare, you foot that bill. The expenses, you foot that bill. Whenever a new school year rolls around, yep, you guessed it, you foot that bill. The baby um, gets sick or the baby gets in trouble at school and you have to take off of work, and your bosses are not kind enough to pay you sick pay or vacation pay um, in, in retrospect, you foot that bill. And it's a never-ending cycle. So, instead of rushing to go fix something that was already broken, I suggest to you, you shop well. Right? Don't get an old, beat up, used car with, uh, you know, 200 miles and the 200,000 miles would be his mind. This man's uh, mind has been running for decades because of the trauma uh, from his childhood that he never got over. Now you have to deal with your trauma and his trauma and you got to figure out how you're going to heal. And now, You got to heal from the trauma that he's also giving you too. Stay away from men in lack. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Seek first, look for the kingdom of heaven. Look for your your calling. Look for your purpose. Look for pursue your dreams. And all these things will be added later on. In the purpose in the calling because what's going to end up happening if you don't do it this way you will end up with a man that will completely deter you away from your dreams and distract you and a distraction is a dismemberment is to dismember your body then you're going to end up with pieces of you that you don't even recognize. Well, guys, I hope this finds you well. And that's all the time I have for today, guys. Over and out.